Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. This week, we celebrate fathers and find out just how much God loved us. I get excited for Father's Day. I never really used to get excited because it was not about me, but today it's officially about me because I'm a parent and I'm a dad, so it's about me, so I'm excited about it, right? Isn't that kind of how it is? Like, oh, I gotta get a card for my dad. But now that it's, you know, it's like, hey, where's my card, you know? Um, now, you know, actually, I was up all night last night just thinking about Father's Day and what, how this was gonna play out, and I, and I realized, hey, the sun's not out. I'm like, where'd the sun go? And then finally, it dawned on me. Huh? Hey, that's a dad joke for you there, huh? Come on. Come, hey, come on. It's, a, it's Father's Day. Give me more than that. All right, fine. Fine. Hey, I want to give a shout out to, to some of, well, first of all, my dad. My dad is not here, but uh, he, he's alive. I know that sounds like he's not here, like, but he's, he's not here uh, in the room, but my father-in-law is here today, and I want to I want to say Happy Father's Day to my father-in-law. I want to I thank him for the excellent job he did with my wife. <laughs> and um, no, he's he honestly, I tell him this every father. I tell him a lot, but I, I honestly believe that he is is like a father figure in my life, and I've known him for eleven years now, and and I, I honestly I view him as my my father, and so uh, in a way. Um, and so I, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for you today, and I'm thankful for just you being here. And so, um, no, but I want to give a shout out to a couple special fathers out there that, um, that you all know and love. We want to celebrate them today. The first one is this one. If this is your TV father, go ahead. Let me hear it from you. This is, this is, our, this is our boy right here, Andy. Where's he at? Where, there he is. is. Is this anybody's TV father? Yeah? All right. Uh, you know, our next one, next one we have... We have Hey, this is my TV dad right here, Danny Tanner, full house, nobody, nobody's out there, okay, all right, and then, and then I get accused of being this guy way too much, Phil Dunphy over on uh, Modern Family, anybody, is he, yeah, all right, so, you know, I point that out, because I want to say, yeah, thank you, um, yeah, I've been, been a, you know, often it's been, hey, you, you know who you look like? I'm like, yeah, Brad Pitt? What, who you? you know, Phil Dunphy from Modern Family? I'm like, oh, thanks. You remind me of him, too, the way you act. I'm like, thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, no, I want to point out just a couple, you know, we have TV dads. I, you know, I, I had, um, my TV dad was really uh, William Russ, who was, um, I forget, his, I forget his real name. His real name is William Russ. I forget, on Boy Meets World, the dad on Boy Meets World. That was my show growing up, man. I loved that show. And, uh, but I, I think about the different father figures that we have. And, and, and today we celebrate Father's Day. And maybe you're a father. Um, maybe you're not. Um, uh, maybe, you know, you're, you're a girl. So there's no way you'd be a father. But, um, but maybe, may, like, here's what I think. I've thought this for a long time. I've thought this for a long time. We all have daddy issues, Right, like I have daddy issues. 
Uh, and, and they could be bad, they could be good. Um, but I believe that at some point, we are all shaped by the fathers that we grew up with, um, whether that be our actual dad, a stepdad, or a father figure, whoever it might be in your life. We all have uh, a father figure, and I believe that at some point or another, we have daddy issues too. And I, like I said, it could be good, it could be a bad thing, um, but I, I believe that we are shaped by our dads and, um, in one way or another. And, uh, and we see throughout scripture different examples of dads. I put the TV dads up here, but we don't, they, obviously they weren't perfect, right? We can, we can point faults out in all of them, especially Phil Dunphy, um, but we can point out faults in every single one of us, and the reason being is because these, the, the TV characters, they're all caricatures of the dads that we might know. Um, and, and we see dad figures even in scripture that may not necessarily be the best um, examples as well. I mean, even somebody like Noah in scripture, you think, oh, this guy's great. He's, you know, he's an Old Testament saint. But like, he had some problems. He had some issues. You know, like, you know, they found him naked on the ground after, you know, binge drinking for a while. You know, like, like just some weird things were happening. And so the point of all of that is to say that, listen, guys, everybody in the room today, we're not perfect. And that's something that we say at Anchor Church a lot. Like, when you walk in this room, I, I just want you to know that, that, that when, you, when you walk in here, when you step foot in here, we want to acknowledge the fact that, that every person that has walked in here is, is not perfect. And, and we pursue... Uh, a savior, we pursue a, a, a God who is. And that's what's beautiful about the whole thing. And our Father in heaven is, is perfect. And, um, and he sent his son down here to die on the cross for us so that we would be made perfect in him so that we would earn or, or be able to gain eternal life through, through the son to the Father. And so when we look at Jesus and what he says, and, and to just quickly, this is not where I'm gonna spend most of my, my time this morning, but in, in John chapter 15, we see a little bit about what Jesus is saying when he talks about, this is really kind of the, the big boom moment for Jesus that, that, that the disciples didn't quite even understand. This was before Jesus was crucified and he was kind of explaining everything. Like he had, he had spent like two plus years uh, in ministry on earth and, and this was like the last few days and Jesus is explaining some things to the disciples. And the disciples, I could just imagine going like, like this is so... Uh, Counterculture. This is so out of the norm for them to be able to hear what, what Jesus is explaining to them in these verses that they have no idea what's even being said. Uh, and that's why it didn't really even make sense when, when Jesus died on the cross and, 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 and they didn't even know what to do. They went fishing. Um, so it says in John chapter 15, verse seven, Jesus says this. He says, if you know me, you will also know my father. From now on, you will know him. Uh, from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Further on, he says in verse 12, I assure you the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father, which I think is a really awesome promise and cool thing that like, like Jesus is saying that we will do greater things than him. In his name, we, we have the opportunity to do greater things Things. And so when I look at the fathers in the room today, I want to tell you that you have an, a tremendous opportunity to do some great things in Jesus' name because you have the opportunity to live your life and set the example very much like the video showed earlier to the ones that belong to you. And uh, that sounds really possessive, but you know, your kids. Um, and the ones that are a part of your family, you have a tremendous opportunity for you to be able to raise up a legacy of, of, of children that 
um, love the Lord because they have seen you. Just like Jesus says, for those of you that have seen me, you have seen the Father. The role that you play in your household is very similar that the kids, as they watch you and they see you and they see you struggle, they see you fail, they see you succeed, they see you make this decision and that decision. As they see you, they should be seeing the Father. And it's a tremendous weight that can be placed on your shoulder. But the great thing that you can do with that is be able to pray and say, God, I give this to you and I pray that you will be able to take control of of what's happening in my life, the children that I am raising. And God, I just, I want to be the godly father that you need me to be. And I want to be the godly father that you need them to have and just allow me to reveal you to them. I mean, it's like the easiest thing to do. It could feel like the biggest weight on your shoulders. The world is on your shoulders. You're carrying a lot of weight because these kids are looking up to you and, and, and seeing the example from you, but you can just, just toss it right up to God. That's the greatest thing that you can do. And Jesus says that, that I assure you the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. Right, So if we believe in Jesus, if we believe in what he says and what he does and the things that he portrayed when he was here on earth, if we believe in these things and the works that he did, then, then um, he will do, those that, are part, that believe in that will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus is no longer going to be here. He is sending the messenger. He is sending the Holy Spirit to live and dwell among us, to be present in this room with us right now, to live inside of us for those of us that are believers. And so he promises that we will do greater works because he's gonna be gone. And that, that is really kind of just the idea of leaving a legacy. We can do great things. We can do great things in this life, but the greatest thing you could ever do, fathers, is pastor your family and lead them to the Lord and lead them and show them the way uh, to everlasting life. And then we're going to continue verse, that was in John chapter 14, I'm sorry if I said 15. In, in John chapter 15, verse 9, it says, now, as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you, remain in my love. And so that's really where I want to be today, is to focus on the real love of who our Father is. Not our earthly Father, but the Father that we have in heaven. And, and for those of us that are fathers in the room today and mothers and anybody else, really, this is a message for everybody, is that we can remain in this love if we can love those that we see on a daily basis, whether they be in our family or that we work with them or that we see them uh, on a regular basis, even at the, the, I almost said Circle K. Do we have Circle Ks up here? Do we have those? Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. All right. At the Circle K, 7-Eleven would have been better. We had handy. Back in LaBelle, you know, if you know, I wore my boots today. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. Um, but back, and actually, I want to shout out real quick. I have a visitor here from LaBelle that I've, I don't know if you're not really from LaBelle, but back in, they were, they were co-workers with my mom. So Sue, thank you for being here. But um, uh, uh, back in LaBelle, we had handy stores. That was like, they had a monopoly. I, I don't know, I don't, you don't even know what I'm talking about, but they were the, they were they were second, they were first class right next to Winn-Dixie. All right, so, um, but uh, I don't even, I got so lost on that right there, I don't even know what I was saying. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, my, yeah, talking about the boots. Doesn't matter, go back to the boots, you'll be fine. Um, but no, the idea simply is this, that, uh, that we, we, have, we have a God that loves us. And, and I want to share just a few things. When we're talking about real, this whole series has been about real 
uh, being real with ourselves, being real with God, and being real with others. And we're kind of taking a little detour this week, and we're going to just really talk about uh, how we can be real with ourselves, be real with God, and as fathers, we can, we can love and be real as well. And, uh, and just a few things that I want to point out. If you want to follow along with us, you're more than welcome to online. We have what we call the online hub. You can see it at anchorchurch.online. If you didn't register that, it is over here on this little thing. Um, I don't even know what to call that thing. There's a little sign over there. You can tap into it. The scripture's there. There's a few notes there. There's even a few challenges for everybody there. Uh, and honestly, not honestly, yeah, honestly, but that's not what I meant to say. Um, there are two um, website resources that I also put on there for all the fathers out there. There's two really good websites uh, to really just, if you want to grow in your relationship with the Lord, grow and be challenged in, in your fatherhood, there are two great website resources there, one of them being DadCraft. It's so good, and I would challenge you to go check that out. It's on the online hub. Again, every single week we put stuff out there for you as a resource, and, uh, and I hope that you take, take up that, uh, that opportunity to, to check it out and to be challenged in any way possible. So our main text this morning is going to be in Isaiah chapter 6. We're going old school to the Old Testament. So if you've got a Bible, I don't, everybody's got their phones, but you know, this was my chance to take a sip real quick. So if you can, um, cue that up. We've got it on the screen. We can check that out. Um, Isaiah chapter 6. And uh, this is the, the, there it is. In the year that King Uzziah died. Oh, let's stop right there. All right, no. Um, I want to tell you just to kind of set the, the, the course of how this is a little bit. When King Uzziah died, it was a, it was a big deal. It was, a, it, was, um, it was a really big deal. For those of you that were around for JFK when he was killed, it was this, a similar uh, feeling. Uh, the country, the nation, the area was just um, in disarray. It was, it was in mourning, and this was a really big thing. Actually, when I was a senior in high school, that's when September 11th happened. Uh, that either makes me really old for some of you or really young for some of you. Um, but when I was a senior in high school, September 11th happened, and I remember that my, my, uh, my Spanish teacher uh, told us like a week, two weeks. In my memory, I think it was like the day before, but I don't think that's accurate, so I'm not going to claim that today. But like a week, two weeks before September 11th, he was, a, he was a teacher that you could ask him a question and get him off subject. And, um, and so I asked him, uh, I asked him, hey, where were you when JFK died? And so like for an hour and a half, he, talk, he told us the whole story. And, and so I, I remember him telling us his whole story and he remembered it in grave detail. And he told us, he said, hey, there's going to be something that happens in your life that will be... Uh, It'll just rock the, the, the country, and you will remember where you were just like I remembered where JFK was, or when I, where I was when JFK was killed. And so for those of you that remember when, you, where and where you were, when and where you were when September 11th happened, uh, it's a very similar thing. This is what was happening here, and, and it was odd because it happened like, like I'm telling you, like 10, at least within 10 days, September 11th happened, and, and I remember where I was. Um, but that's, that's really kind of what was happening. This was a big deal. And so Isaiah mentions it here and he says, I saw the Lord seated on high and loft, on a lofty throne and his robe filled the temple. All right, so here's, here's Isaiah and he sees the Lord. Seraphim, seraphim were standing above him. Each had six wings with 
Two, he covered his face. With two, covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one called to the another. And we're going to carry on a little bit more about that here in a second. But here's the first thing that I want you to understand. And we see it very first that Isaiah mentions it. He says, in the year that, that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And so the first thing that you need to understand that our Father who, who art in heaven, our, 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 our Father in heaven uh, is a visible God. Is a visible God. Now, I know that all of you, at least most of you that are, you know, with me on, on, on this earth would say that I've never seen God, right? Um, so how visible is he? Well, when we see through here a little bit more, uh, he says, and, and this is what they called out, to, the, the seraphim called out to each other, holy, holy is the Lord of, uh, of hosts. His glory fills the entire, fills the whole earth. When we, I, I say it often to my kids, like what my kid, like it's a little, I don't know, it's a little, probably not, it, it, down the road it's gonna be embarrassing, I think. But I, so many times when I see a sunset, uh, I tell my kids, oh my goodness, look how beautiful that one is. That, like God, God has done an awesome job today, hadn't he? Like, I, like literally when I see a sun, I don't know what it is, it's the colors, it's the whatever, but I, I'm, I'm totally down with sunsets, all right? It's Father's Day, I'm not ashamed to admit that I love sunsets, all right? Walks on the beach with them, not my thing. But, but looking at them while I'm driving to, to, to Hungry Howie's, I, I don't know why I said that. We don't ever go to Hungry Howie's. Chick-fil-A, um, I'm, I'm down with them. And, um, and so I love sunsets, and I always point them out to my kids because I think it's a great way for us to recognize just the glory of who God is. Like, that, like sometimes it's orange and it's pink and, and sometimes it's orange and it's blue. And I see, see, look, God's a Gator fan. Look, God's a Bronco fan, you know, like, and so, um, and so it's a really cool thing to be able to just, just see an awesome work of masterpiece. I have not been to the Grand Canyon, but at some point, awesome. Glorify God in that moment. I've been, uh, um, I've been um, in places around the world where I've looked out and I've thought, man, God is awesome. That's how we can see God. We can see God visibly through the, his creation because he created this. It is in his hand. We've got the whole world in his hand. We don't have to sing that, but it, it, the whole world is in his hand. You stand at the sea, you stand at the ocean. He has created this. This is something that he has put together with his creativity. So every single thing that we see here on this earth has been created by him. And we can see the glory of his masterpiece. We can see his, him uh, visibly in that way. And there are times where things happen in my life where I think, you know what, this, is, this has got to be God. God is making himself present in this moment in my life right now. A couple weeks ago, we were heading out on vacation. I was trying to take, uh, we've got a golf cart. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit later. But I was trying to load it up into the pickup truck and I was not successful not once, not twice, but three times I was not successful and I was falling out of the back of my pickup truck with the golf cart. It was just an, an awful situation. Again, story for a different time. I'll get into it and you can laugh at me later. You can laugh now if you want, but I'm falling, like literally falling three times. My wife is panicking and telling me to ask for help. She says, hey, listen, give up on your pride and go ask for help. And I'm like, just go inside the house. And, um, and, 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 and sure enough, she says, you need to ask for somebody to help you get this off the truck. Now I'm like, hey, listen, I'm a man. I could carry this thing myself. It is very, very heavy. You cannot carry this thing, pick it off the truck. It's not going to happen. But I was determined that I was not going to ask for help. 
And so I said, just get inside. Let me take, take, take care of this. And so uh, I, I start to, to, to lift this thing up in a, in, a, in a truck turns down my road. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want them to see me trying to do this. You know, so I play it off like, hey, just like, just checking the tires are good. And this guy, he was a scrapper going through the neighborhood. And he said, hey, you need help with that? And I'm like, I mean, sure, you know. And so he helped me take the, the thing off the truck. So, but I, I don't believe in coincidences. My wife, I think, was on her hands and knees on the inside of the house just praying for something to happen, and, and the Lord intervened in that moment. But God makes him, his, himself present. And, and, and if you don't believe that in some of the things that I've said in, in his creation and being able to look at the things that we see every single day, there was a time in your life, if you are a believer, if you were in Christ, when, when God made himself present in your life for you to be able to respond to him. Are you, do you agree? I mean, are you with me on that? There, there is a time in your place, like none of us went and said, hey God, I'm just ready for you. Like at some point, God revealed himself to us and, and revealed that we, we needed him and we surrendered our life to him. So he, he is a visible God. He makes himself known and present in the places where we need to be able to see him. And if your eyes are not open to it, I want to tell you and my challenge to you today is to recognize the fact that God is visible. You might not see him in the flesh, but he is around and he is present. And I wanted you to be able to challenge with that this morning. So in Isaiah chapter six, we see that. I saw the Lord seated on high and lofty throne. His robe filled the temple and the angels, these seraphims, they were, they were like angels. They were standing above him. Each one had six wings, two that covered his face, two that covered his feet, and the other two that flew. And one called out to the other, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty or the Lord of hosts. His glory fills the entire earth. So the second thing I want you to be able to understand and see this morning is that, that God is audible. So here, here we see and we hear that, that, that God has this voice that he can share with us and our God, our Father and God is an audible God. We can hear him. And, and, and I used to teach students all the time and, and, I, and students would come to me and they'd say, hey, listen, I haven't heard from God. And I'd say, have you read? Have you read God's word? Because that's what we hear from God. Again, if you're here on the same earth that I'm on, you don't necessarily see the clouds split open and hear the word of God or hear the voice of God speak to you. In, the, in this earth and on this world and on this ground, the only way that we really hear from God is spending time in prayer with him and reading from what he has to say. And being challenged by it. And when it's a part of your life, it is a part of your decision making. The more that you understand and hear and comprehend what he is teaching us and the theme and the understanding of what this, this collection of books known as the Bible is all about, the more that we comprehend it, the more that we are filled up with the word that God has for us and that can be challenging to us. And so if you feel like, you know what, I, have, I don't hear from God. One of the biggest things that can happen that will deter you and, and, and not help you understand or even hear what God is, is saying in, in your life is that you're filled with distractions. And, and if we can recognize all three of the dads that I showed up on the screen a second ago, chances are that we have been distracted by television. We've been distracted by the internet. We've been distracted by Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, other ones. <laughs> But there are distractions in our life. 
And I love distractions. I'm not, I'm not gonna be up here and tell you that, that, that all, of them, all of them are evil. They are. But I'm not gonna tell you not to do that because, it, like, listen, it's, it, it's a great escape sometime. But if you're here this morning and you're saying to yourself, listen, I've, I feel like I've never heard God. Well, chances are you probably are distracted. So this week, my challenge again to you is where do you, can you cut out on some of the distractions in your life where you can be able to hear from God, open up what uh, potentially is an opportunity for you to be able to hear from God. So stop and worship and be able to see this visible God and understand what he has placed before you in front of you. But then how can you hear from him? Well, spend some time in prayer. If you need a devotional, I, I, listen, I've got a few different devotionals that I could lead you to and, and share with you. Uh, and I would love to be able to do that and, uh, and tell you what I do. Uh, and it's not perfect. It's not the easiest thing. But hey, listen, I get a text every morning and that's pretty easy, you know? So it still involves clicking on a link and actually letting it load on my, my, on my phone, which I don't always do. But what are you doing to hear from God? Because he is audible. He will speak to you. He does have something to share and, 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 and speak into your life. And what are you doing to hear it? Sometimes we're distracted. Sometimes we don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear what this God has to say to me. I don't want to hear that. Well, it, usually it's because we are either convicted or we're challenged in another way that we just don't want to hear it. But God has something so much greater for you that even in our conviction, we can rise up and be able to experience the love of this Father that we might not have ever experienced anywhere else here on earth. And he has something for you. He cares about you. And he is holy, which is the third thing. God is holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty or the, the, host, uh, the Lord of hosts. His glory fills the entire earth. God is holy. Now, when you read through scripture, there is not very many times where three words are repeated like it is right here. Holy, holy, holy. We don't read pray, pray, pray. We don't read give, give, give. We don't read uh, whatever. You can, you can come up with a couple different ones. But, but we don't typically read three words. There's, there's a special emphasis on the word holy in this instance. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is yet to come. Our God is a holy God. He is separate from us. And what's so special about our God who reigns in heaven, the God of the Old Testament before Jesus, is that he loves us, he cares about us. He loves us so much that he would send his son. Now listen, there was, there was a, a great deal of different things that, that, that God uh, asked of people in the Old Testament. Much to the case where there were sacrifices that if you were sinning or if you had a sin in your life, that you had to go to the temple and, and sacrifice something in your life. An animal typically was the case and depending on what was going on in your life, the animal changed. A lot of them were lambs, goats, different things that were a sacrifice to the people at that time. They had to go and to the point where blood was ju would, would just run out of the temple. Like a river. 
And so what happened is that God made a shift. And what we read in, 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 in uh, I already forgot, in Matthew cha- or John chapter 15, 14 and 15 earlier, was that, that Jesus was this cultural shift. And it, when I said it was hard for the disciples to understand and to comprehend is because all they knew was the Old Testament. And all they knew was this sacrifice that had to be made constantly for the sins that were happening in people's lives. And the one thing that Jesus represented was the ultimate sacrifice. When God, in John 3, 16, when it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son to, 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 for our sacrifice, that we would be able to have eternal life in him and through him, was because of that sacrifice. Jesus died for us. He was the, the lamb that was slain. He was the number one lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. And so when Jesus died on the cross, it represented a major cultural shift for all of these people. And it was something that was hard for them to comprehend. And as we look back on it now, for many of you, you don't really, we don't even know what it means to just go to the temple and slaughter a goat because we, we, you know, we, we, we stole something from our neighbor. But that's what the life was like. And so when Jesus died on this cross, and was, was, was the, the blood was pouring out of him, it was, it was this ultimate sacrifice. And we understand that God is holy and, and Jesus was holy. He, 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 he lived a sinless life. And when he died on the cross, he was dying for all of us because he, he did not do anything wrong. He was perfect. And we are imperfect. We are not holy on Father's Day, we could think it's all about the dads and hey, let me just, you know, it's all about me. But our Father is the Holy One, separate from us. And that's what makes Jesus such a big deal is that he was God in the flesh, dying for us on the cross in perfect shape, so that we would be made perfect. And with that being said, he's a compassionate God. God is a compassionate God. When I was, I don't know, maybe in high school, early high school, ninth, 10th grade, I remember we, we used to go on vacation every single summer and we go up into the Georgia, North Carolina mountains and we do a lot of hiking, my my. My, my parents are, some would, some would call them granola. <laughs> my parents were hippies. Um, and, uh, and uh, they, they, you know, they love the outdoors. And so we do hiking a lot. And sometimes I don't always, I've been to every waterfall within a 25-mile radius of, of, of Atlanta. Um, but I remember one time going on a hike and, and I, there's no way I can even really explain my dad to you in like 30 seconds, but he was, he was super intense and uh, is, and super, he is super intense. And that intensity sometimes was, was um, embarrassing. Anybody ever embarrassed by their dad? Kids in the room are like, nah, not me. Dad? Um, so super intense my dad was. And I remember there was just us. It was just a family. We have a family of four. I have a younger brother. It was a family of four. And we were hiking on the top of this mountain. And we're kind of enjoying. We're at the top. We're enjoying the vista. We're enjoying God's creation, right? Being at the top of this mountain, just seeing everything that he has created, right? And we're, we're there. We're just enjoying the view. I'm hot. I'm a, probably a cranky 15-year-old. And I'm sitting down. 
And my dad looks over at me and like, I can't explain my dad, but he, like, he has eyes. Like we all have eyes, but he has eyes. And like, they kind of poke out a little bit and they were like extra poked out. And um, he looked at me and like, he like jumped on me. He's 50 years old at the time, probably jumped on me. And like, I'm like, dad, what are you doing? Like, I was so embarrassed that my dad would like jump on me and, and, and do what he did, right? And, he's, and he, like, he like picked me up. I don't even know how he picked me up. I was probably bigger than him at the time. He picked me up and like threw me. I'm like, what are you doing? And like, I'm mad at him because it was embarrassing, but it was just the family. Like, that's just how you are at 15. And he said, there was a, you were sitting down and there was a curled up rattlesnake right like I was sitting like if I was sitting on like a ledge where there was a you know rock there was a ledge and he, and he told me I never saw it so I don't believe him still there was a rattlesnake right by my ankles is what he said still don't believe him and he leaped out at me and he, and he cared for me he had compassion he was he loved me And, and that's, that's the type of father we have in heaven. We have a dad that loves us, who cares for us, who has compassion for us. And sometimes it feels like, man, I, the God of the universe hates me. Why would he do this to me? A year ago, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. It's been a long battle, surgeries and chemo and radiation. And he was relieved of his cancer just a couple weeks ago. And then like seven days later, I found out my mom had cancer. And so you could think, well, why, why God of the universe, why, why is that happening? He cares for you. He loves you. There's a greater purpose for a lot of, lot, lot of things that happen in this life. And you think, well, why, why would he want me to to be this way? Why, why, why Jesus? Why follow after him? Why obey his commands? The number one command that Jesus says, even in, in John chapter 15, he says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. And he says, I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and the joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. So when we think about who our God, the Father is, as a compassionate God, he loves us. And some of the things he puts down in front of us is because he loves us. Why did my dad tackle me and carry me away from where I was sitting? Because he hated me? No. He loved me. He didn't want to see me get bit by a rattlesnake. Because sometimes our dads see things that we don't see. And our Father in heaven, when he lays down some of these things and he says, hey, just love one another. Keep my commands. Remain in my love. It's not because he hates us. It's not because he wants ill for us or because he wants to restrict us. It's because he, he's looking out for us. He sees things that we don't see. That if we remain in his love, we would be able to experience that and experience the joy 
of a life everlasting in him. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.